following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go, are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Friday, July 30th, 2021, Season 17, Episode number 5. It is uh, day nine of training camp here on the break. We've got Dave Hellman, we've got Nick Eatman, and we've got our buddy Brian Broaddus, man. When I when you first mentioned on on Twitter <laughs> that you might be around, and yes. uh, and and offered very graciously to come and join us, I was really excited because I haven't been able to be on air with you in a long time. And you're you're no obviously no no stranger to our show right. and all these guys. We've yeah. done this for many many years. We have. So uh, good to have you, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I've been uh, just a couple of tents down from you guys, yep. but uh, still admiring the work and all that. You guys do a, a heck of a job, and uh, it, uh, it was a, a different avenue for me to go, but it's nice to see you guys continuing to, to just push on the way you do and, and lead the NFL the way you do. Yeah, it's funny because uh, you guys that don't know Brian, like literally he got out here. And by day, what was it, like day two of practice, you're sending me practice notes like, here's some things you can yeah. watch. I'm like, Brian does not change. He mm. always looking out for his teammates, man. Yeah, always I, I looking would, out for his teammates. I, I appreciate that. I, I was very sad that uh, that uh, this is my last day, you know, with the station. And I, I, you're so used. You get into that routine where you – you know, you're like, okay, this is, you know, day four, day five. Day, you know, you get in that routine. Last day here. Yeah, last day okay. for me here. Yeah, the so. way he said that was, he said my last day with the station. I was oh, like, no, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, no, oh, no, yeah, breaking news. But, uh, no, but last oh, day. Oh, Gavin, does Gavin know? Yeah, <laughs> last day, last day with it. You know, and that part of it's going to be sad for me because, yeah. again, and, and this is where I'm going to have to lean on you guys because you do such a great job of covering the team the way you do. It's a, it's a standard that's like on no other. But, yeah, it, it when you, when you, you get in that rhythm of practice and interviews and talking to people and, oh, hey, wait, something happened. Got to get this source over here. And, you know, you're kind of, you know, doing all that. That's that's the great thing about camp. And just to kind of now have to walk away from that with it not being over is just like it's super sad for me yeah. because I, I it is. It's been such a part of our lives now. And uh, but uh, Brian's maybe one of like four people who says that and actually means it too. like most. And like we all love what we do. But by the time you've been here for a week, two weeks, you're like, yeah, going home sounds kind of nice. And Brian's like, absolutely not. What are these defensive tackles doing? (laughs) Well, that's give me more film. Yeah, that's the that's the thing I you know, but I know I'm dealing with some veterans guys that have been here the whole time, the 15 years of camp and Oxnard and stuff like that. I mean, it's something that you just get so used to conditioned to. And and when they're out there practicing. You know, I mean, that that's the part of it. I mean, even, even standing in the trench out there, you know, where we're not on the field, but you still get all that, that you see the players, you, you hear the sounds, the coaching. I mean, saddling up going around the other end and watching Dan Quinn coach him up a little bit, mm-hmm. one-on-one with Randy Gregory and stuff. That's the kind of stuff that helps you, you know, kind of have a better understanding of how the season could probably play out. Yep, and you don't realize how much you really need that until you have a year like last year when yeah. you don't have it. Yeah, yeah. And, amen uh, to that. And you can really feel the difference. Let's jump into the the conversation. Uh, over the last couple of days, the news has really revolved around Dak Prescott. Um, he has uh, he's he left practice. I guess that was on Wednesday. 
Um, what's the status? What do we know about his injury at this point, and when can fans expect to maybe see him back? Well, mm. Mike McCarthy was shockingly willing to talk about when he might come back yesterday. Um, his shoulder's sore. He's out of an abundance of caution. He's not pushing it. Uh, he got an MRI in the area Wednesday afternoon. Doesn't look like there's any serious problems there. It's a muscle strain. Uh, but then, but you know, and like rightfully so, people are like, "Well, that that could mean a lot of things. He could be out for a few weeks. He could, you know, maybe we've seen the last of him for training camp." And then McCarthy gets up there yesterday, and he's like, "Yeah, he'll, you know, he he probably won't throw for a couple days." And we were even like, "What's a couple days mean?" And he was like, "Well." Where I come from, a couple two. means like two days. What are you talking about? I was like, okay, Mike, like you're putting your name on it. That's fine. Like I was kind of surprised that he did that, just because coaches tend to want to not nail themselves down with a specific you're time used to frame. Jason Garrett, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Ten yeah. years of that, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I it was funny. I was talking to the, the question was posed about was this something that had to do with maybe the injury of the ankle and him having to change his mechanics. And I, I went, in, went into it with somebody about it. I'm like, listen. He was like, no, man. He goes, we threw all spring. We threw all summer. It was just a ton of balls. I mean, he, you know, he wanted, he was chomping at the bit to get out there. He had, you know, the, my guy was saying, hey, McCarthy was out there. Nussmeyer was out there. Kellen was out there. His own personal guy. This sounds like to me a guy that just, and we all know Dak. Mm-hmm. Dak is not going to want to sit back and just, oh, I'm going to rehab and, and, and it'll be okay. No, he is going to push it to the absolute hilt. And when he could go out there and throw balls, whether it's in the Dak yard that he's got or, the, <laughs> or, the, or on the field, he's going he's gonna to do that. And I think what happened is that he just really, he, in the ramp up, he just he went probably a little too far for himself. Yeah. And, and now they're, they're kind of having to work their way back through that. Go ahead, Dave. Oh, I, I mean, yeah, which to that point, I, a lot of people have suggested that it's mechanical, but yeah. all through the spring, he was basically, I mean, he didn't do team, but he was th- throwing a boatload of football. Sure and then, was. Yeah, like he gets out at the house with the, with the receivers and backs like every day. Like, God knows how many balls they're throwing. Like, I just have a hard time believing, like, if, if there was a mechanical issue, it would have cropped up before he got to training. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like, though, that if, if it was something serious, they probably wouldn't allow him to do the drills he's doing. Because mm-hmm. what if he just hauls off and just forgets and throws and, start, and throws something and then hurts it even worse? Mm-hmm. So the fact that he's out there doing a little bit of those the movement drills and things like that, I, I think that they have confidence that, that things will be okay. Yeah, the natural question that comes after that, after you get past is he going to be okay, is – what do the backups look like? Nick, what have you seen from uh, Garrett Gilbert and Ben DiNucci here over these last couple of days that either make you feel good or make you feel not so good? Well, I'm checking that shoulder for Dak is what I'm doing. <laughs> I want to see how that shoulder is. You're ready. watching the rehab over here, right? <laughs> um, you know, let's be fair to, to – we've seen quarterbacks out here that haven't had great practices. Uh, Romo, um, you know – we know we know what happened with him. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott's <laughs> another one. Yeah, we knew you know, that. Yeah. Um, the thing about Garrett Gilbert that everybody got excited about a little bit was that you know he was functional against Pittsburgh. He'd only been here a few weeks. He was functional. He picked it up. He, did, he ran the ball well. You know he he got him in two minutes. He was thrown into the end zone to win the game against an undefeated team. It didn't happen. So in a year and a half, is he going to be better? Um, and I, he probably will. And let's see how what happens in games. He's going to get a great shot. I think it's a silver lining. I mean. 
you know Dak is going to be your guy. You don't know about the backup, and they're going to get more. They're going to get real reps because they're going to get some first team reps and and see what it's like to run the ball with you know if Zeke runs with them or whatever. So, I, I to answer your question, they haven't looked great. But I think that let's see what happens when the lights come on and they go out. Cooper Rush never looked great. He goes to Hawaii. He went out and he, he you know, had a couple of good drives. And we're like, okay, he's the backup. So yeah. it's not going to take much to say, I think he'll be fine. Yeah, I thought, I thought uh, to me, what was interesting about that whole thing is all of a sudden it was a perfect situation for Mike McCarthy and the staff. If you think about Dak, mm-hmm. okay, here we are in the middle of a practice. And all of a sudden, like, QB1 goes down. You're the guy. You know, all of a sudden it's like, whoa, okay. Yeah. Now, and, and I, I initially thought that maybe McCarthy was, you know, he's talked about, well, I've got to, I've got to manage these reps for these guys. I've got to make sure the backups get some reps. I thought he was playing a game where he was going to give these guys some work, but then it, then Dak is running towards the tent, as David yeah. Hellman's reporting, and I'm like, oh, no, this is not good. <laughs> it's and, not really reporting. It's but, just but, like well, that's what's but, happening but, in but, front but, of me but right that's now. the first time I saw it. So then now I'm – now I'm thinking, okay, something's up. But you're, you're kind of like, well, man, what a good situation for Gilbert and these guys to throw them in with the ones and see. You know, I'm sure the heart rate was going and all that. So you really can't judge them on that. But then the second day when you knew that Dak was out, now you can evaluate and it's like, okay, are they, are they getting anything? Are they, are they making throws? Are they making these checks? See, that's where the real evaluation. Yeah, you can get an evaluation about – he got thrown into a terrible situation, and how did he respond? And then the next day, it's like, well, he had chance. He knew this one, and if they if they fail in the the chance where they knew, that's where I think you have a little concern. Garrett Gilbert's been getting thrown into tough situations since he was like 18 years old. When you think about it, uh, yeah, did you, yeah, no doubt, yeah. Was he Bank of America yesterday? Yeah, wow. I think you, so. Think, he he threw three Hadn't touchdowns heard that in a while. Yeah, he, he was. Yeah, he threw three touchdowns. You thought he was bad? I, I mean, I, I, not saying he was great. I did not see the ball going down the field. Bank I didn't. I didn't. I didn't see. I forgot about Bank from. I did. You knew. I immediately knew what he was talking about. I know, which, I is, which, is, which is scary. In a while. Which is scary. Bank, but Bank of America is a sponsor, and they are great at what they do. But in a football reference, it's not the best. Yeah. Right. Let's it's, just put that. Out. It's yeah. Boa. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but to me. <laughs> I didn't mean to say that. That was the moment where we just thought we were just talking without <laughs> yeah. the camera yeah, and without all the microphones but and everything. I, I, you know what? I kind of felt like, though, to me, I was let, let's let's take some shots down the field. Let's you know do some of that. I oh, I was thinking they were not doing that. That's yesterday. what I'm saying. It was, but there were some problems with the offensive line, and it wasn't and it wasn't like you know with Steele and Knight, the guys you usually want to blame. Uh, and, and Siki, those guys, it wasn't those guys. You know, Collins had his issues. Biotish had his issues. I mean, Connor Williams had his issue. I mean, defensive line played on the offensive side of the ball yesterday, and some of those quarterbacks really didn't have much of a choice and give the guys in the secondary. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's funny, guys. The, the non-padded practices, the offense was, whether it was two-minute drill, red zone, whatever, boom, 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 down the field, no problem. We get in the pads – and I think the I think the defense has won the last three days in pads, and that to me yeah. has been really probably very encouraging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and it's really encouraging for them as well because they need that confidence. Yeah. I think trying to build confidence for this defense makes a difference. Talking about the two padded practices, I want to give everybody an opportunity. Yeah. We're going to go down the the row here, and I want each of you to give me at least one observation uh, from what you've seen in the first two days of padded practice. Let's start with you, Dave. I mean, it's I, I, it's it's so easy to evaluate the passing game and the skill players, and there's no way of knowing how it's going to translate. But 
They've intercepted eight passes in the last two days. Yeah. Eight. That's a lot. I mean, two that's, practices. That's a lot by any standard, but especially this team. Nobody yeah. on this team gets picks or didn't. And now they all, like, I mean, you know, Maurice Kennedy, DeMonte Casey, uh, Anthony Brown's had one or two. Um, Parsons, even. Micah Parsons. Yeah. Is that, yeah, so just, it's one thing to be in position and break on the ball, but to actually make the play has been missing from this defense for so long. Like, since you know, before you worked here, I'm, oh, and, and I'm I'm not trying to I'm not trying to pick on Xavier Woods. Like he was from where he was drafted, that's a success story. Like he mm-hmm. was a good player for being a six round pick. But like I just think of him okay. being in position, getting his hands on the ball, and then it's clattering around. And next thing you know, it's on the ground, and he's doing push ups. I'm like, yeah, well, just clapping, make, make, make the, the catch, yeah, yeah. The make the catch. <laughs> and they have been; they've been making the catch out here. Nick, um, I'll. I'll take the easy win. I mean, Brian's got. I know Brian can go like fifth level, so I'm gonna let Brian get a, a tougher win. I'm gonna take the easy win. CD Lamb is the best player on the field by far. It's not even close, and he is in. He is a smooth uh, as, as anybody can be in their second year. The first to second year jump, he is. You can't cover him on the inside, outside. I mean, he. he I haven't seen him really going deep. They haven't done that. Maybe that's something about the backups and all that. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, but I think it, every ball is his. He's coming down with it. Maybe inbounds. Maybe outbounds. He's making outstanding plays. I just think that he is he is the best receiver on the team right now. He, I think he's having the best camp of any player out here. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I would. Uh, I, I like what you're saying, though. I think the best player I've seen has been Tyron Smith, myself, just watching how, you know, he's been. People want to hear that, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and, and hopefully the health and all that takes care of itself. I, I said it earlier, I, I'm looking to see who is going to be the backup defensive ends on this team. I, I was really worried coming in about Dorrance Armstrong. You know, Basham was a guy in OTAs, but then you say OTAs. I mean, are we really getting – but Basham was showing some quickness, some explosiveness. I was looking for the rotation of the defensive tackles. I've seen some stuff from uh, Odigi Zua that is really kind of like, okay, you know, this is good. I, I like what I've seen, Bohanna, the young guys – they're playing, I said this earlier, they're playing on the offensive side of the line of scrimmage. You know, that's what, it, last year, if you look at what happened with the Cowboys and the, the terrible run defense, you know, running back contact was a yard and a half beyond the line of scrimmage. What? Yep. Okay, you know, that's got to stop. And there's been some times, I know the one run they had coming off the goal line yesterday was Zeke and a nice run. But for the most part, the quick, elusive Zeke, is trying to find spots, you know. I mean, and and again, it's against the first offensive line. So as long as that front seven, you know, Van Der Esch, and I, and on our show, I I get on Smith a ton, you know. I'm thinking, yeah, oh, you got to get him off the field and all that. The linebackers, I think, the front seven, I think, has played very, very well, and you know, and and that that to me has been encouraging. I'm interested to see what happens with Hooker at safety, though. Yeah. Does that give them the true free? Because Wilson will come down and knock you sideways. He mm-hmm. did it on the uh, on the field yesterday. Mm-hmm. So if they could kind of figure that out, but I've been kind of impressed with that front seven on defense. I, I mean, that was pretty fun. Like yesterday's practice wasn't that fun. It got, you know, Lamb had a nice catch toward yeah. the end, but they were like a lot of runs, a lot of dinking and dunking because they were coming off the goal line and yeah. doing all this four-minute stuff. But first run of the day, Zeke goes off right tackle and yeah. like nobody nobody touched him until he yeah. was 20 yards downfield. And then the rest of the day, he looked like a gazelle trying to get away from a pack of lions yeah. like he's just just surrounded by guys every time he touches the ball well they talk about wanting to run the ball 
you better figure out what's going to happen with Schultz and Jarwin mm-hmm. and those guys. We've seen down the field plays from those guys. And by the way, Keanu Neal, who's had was in the, in the non-padded practices, was awful in coverage. Actually, in the one-on-one stuff, did a much better job of knocking the ball loose and stuff. So that was encouraging. But yeah, they, uh, Mike McCarthy talks about surface, and we've talked about surface blocking. It's man-on-man at that point of attack. And they, they, they've been losing some surface blocks in, in, this, uh, in some of these drills. You look at Keanu Neal when he walks by or see him just, you know, up close, and you're like, what? how was he ever a safety? Yeah. Like in the 80s? Like, you know, yeah, like right. he, when it was Steve Adwater back Lott, there. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I understand when you get told you're going to, you know, be a linebacker, you probably build your body up a little bit different, but not, it can't be that much, right. that drastic. I mean, it's like, he was ever a safety. Like, that's. Wow. I mean, box safety, of course. But, I mean, Barry Church was like the box safety. He doesn't look like that. No, not at all. All right, we're going to take our first break when we come back. In true Brian Broaddus fashion, he came with a game. So <laughs> we're going we're gonna to let Brian take over the show and give us a little some questions he worked in, up in a little game. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Nice. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. The Cowboys way where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to the break. Get on-demand Cowboys content on your home TV. Get the latest player interviews, video podcasts, documentaries, and so much more. Download now on your connected TV. Welcome back to the... That was a quick one. Welcome back to the yeah, second segment yeah, of the break. People on here now. We, can't, we, we are live from time. Oxnard, California. It is day nine of training camp 2021, presented by American Airlines. And Brian, Brian brought a game. We were about to go on there. I went through all this hassle of putting together a rundown and sent it to everybody. And we get here, and Brian whips out a game, and it's way better than my rundown. So I was like, Brian, take over. <laughs> Let's play your game. Well, thank you, Derek. I appreciate that. You know, uh, I. I always love trying to put you guys – I want to take you off the fence. 
I want to make you have some opinions. <laughs> That's the <laughs> essence of who you are. I mean, people people all morning have been like uh, tweeting at me, like, "Yo, go get Hillman, go get him," you know, oh, kind boy. of a thing. So we'll see how this, this is going to be fun. I'm ready. All right, so to the group, I uh, I pose these questions, and here we go. Position group that's made the biggest jump in your eyes from the practices you've seen so far. Position. I'm going to be, all right, I, I mean, whatever. I, I'll regret these words later, but defensive tackle. Um, Neville Gallimore looks great. Quentin Bohana looks impressive. Oso Digizua looks like he's coming on. Um it's hard for me to say I've seen it. Well, no, that's not even true. Brent Urban's batted some balls down. Sure. Um, so, yeah, just, I, I don't know. I feel I feel good about that right now, which I it, wasn't sure I would. I will say, you mentioned it earlier, but cornerbacks. Like, I did not come into this training camp feeling that great about what they had at cornerback. And I think so far, even guys I wasn't necessarily expecting anything from, like Kennedy, um, have shown up and have played really well. Uh, I would I would have loved to see them with Amari out there. That's just one more really great receiver that they would have to deal with. Uh, but but all things being considered, I think this cornerback group has far exceeded any expectations I have for them. Yeah, I you know that's going to contradict what you say. But the wide receiver position, from the depth of it, I mean, I, you know, we know it's top heavy. But you know, with Amari being out, I think when you look at some of these receivers on the back end. I think it's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out with special teams. Uh, Seventeen um, Turner, Malik Turner, Turner. Yeah, he. You know, I, I was really surprised he even got resigned. He he kind of got phased out of the the team last year, and then all of a sudden now he's back. He's playing well. Um, you know, it's going to be tough to keep Noah Brown at two million dollars a year just for special teams and as a fifth receiver. It, um, but you know, he's playing. He's played pretty well too, and I know Dak likes throwing to him. Has Micah Parsons been the best defensive player in camp? No, but it's close. Who's better? Randy. Mm. He's been good. I think yeah, my, Micah, and he looks great. I've already started to eat some crow on that. Like he, he looks fantastic. But I do think he still falls into that category of he's in a spot where it's a little bit easier for him to make splash plays from time to time when you factor in the rushing and some of the other fun stuff that they have him doing. I think he's been the most impressive because of you, you think about the learning curve as a, as a rookie. That's a good, that is but, a really good but, point. But yeah, I mean, it's not like Randy's been out there a ton either in his five or six years. So this is, you know, this is great for both of them. You guys know it at training camp, you tend to take for granted the guys who have been here and not to say Randy's just been here but you know Randy right it's Parsons is something that's new it's like what we were talking about earlier with Tyron Smith like sometimes you kind of just take it for granted well Tyron's doing what Tyron does and you don't even think about how great he's been but he's just doing what he does so so you don't put him in the same category as say a CD Lamb who's a little bit newer right um and so I think it's that kind of thing like Parsons just newer and so for me he stood out more because he's newer but if you really evaluate it I kind of agree. It's Randy. Randy's been the guy that's probably been most oppressive defensively. 
You know what sucks about these games? I don't I've always get, said I don't get this. to answer. You, you yes. do get to. You just don't. Like, like that's the thing. Like, I, I, you're you asking know, these questions, but yeah. we want to hear your answers too. No, but because I say that because I, I do it in a way that I do believe he's been the best defensive player. So if I, I just so, I, yeah, so if you ask it, yeah. yeah, that means you're kind of thinking. Yeah, that, okay. yeah, this, yeah. You that, can kind of pick up on what Brian's thinking right. based on. His, <laughs> I'm just trying to. He's, like, he's I, leading you down a path so he can slam you. I'm playing Perry Mason with you here. I know the answer already as we speak. Okay. Guys, does Blake Jarwin need to be worrying about his starting job? Yes. Apparently he does. No. Said. Hell yes, because we've been talking about this. I've been a big proponent of the fact that I think I think Schultz is just as good, if yeah. not better. Just my opinion. I just don't care I, because this is this this isn't Jason Witten we're talking about. Like he, neither one of them is going to play ninety nine percent of the snaps and never come off the field. Like they're going to do some twelve personnel. They can rotate these guys. They'll probably both play north of 60% of the snaps or something. Oh, maybe not that high. But, like, they'll both have a healthy percentage. I don't care who's on the field for the first snap. I think they're both going to be very involved. That's not really an answer. I'm sorry. Whatever. Well, I mean, but it, but it, but it makes sense. It's not like we're not talking about quarterback or center. Right. That it's does, like the loser of this battle is not going to be on the bench all year. Yeah. They're both going to play a lot. Yeah, I threw a lot of dirt on Dalton Schultz, by the way, to the point where he blocked me on Twitter. I think we all you know, did. So, yeah. not, not that Get much. blocked yeah. on Twitter. By, by Dalton Schultz. Yeah, I, on the radio. I threw a lot of dirt on him. Yeah. and He had a great season last year for he him. He did. Yeah. And I think the question when I'm talking to people is just how – how much he could stretch the defense. Yes, right. he's turning around. He's getting 8 and 10, 12 yards. That's great. First downs. Right. But can he extend the defense like Jarwin has? And so far, we've seen some of that. So mm-hmm. if he does that, then, yeah, I think it is going to be a tough competition. Okay. I was told this. If I told you when the lights come on, Demarcus Lawrence will be ready to go, how do you feel about that? When you, you're saying Tampa? Yeah. Those lights? If Demarcus Lawrence doesn't get a game rep until Tampa, I'm I don't care. That's fine with me. He looks he looks fine out there. He looks like he he's looks a lot slimmer. He and looks slim as hell. He looks like he's in good condition. He's back in a scheme that he's familiar with. Like I mean, he knows what Dan Quinn wants from him. I I mean, would you prefer him to get a little work? Of course, but if he's not if he's not going to do anything until Tampa Bay, I'm fine. I'm fine with that too. But my preference would be go out there. Do three or four uh, pass rushes against Jacksonville, um, and get out of there and get ready for the season. There aren't a lot of players on this team that I would feel great about them doing nothing until Tampa Bay. He's one of them. I don't worry about Demarcus, but I will. I'll throw this question back at you, Brian. Yeah. What were your thoughts of how? Because this is something that's kind of a flashpoint for a lot of fans. How Demarcus played last season. See, I thought that, to me, when you start talking about complete defensive ends, don't we all focus on the sacks and mm-hmm. things like that? We focus on the money. But, and, and I'm not talking about look at pro football focuses, numbers, and stuff like that. But if you watch how you play, how do you take on blocks? How do you get rid of blocks? How do you make plays, you know, tackles behind the line? How do you get pressures? You know, how do you run down a play from the backside? These are things that if, you know, you get game pass, you can watch your own mm-hmm. eyes. You yep. go back and you can watch him. It's like, oh, he didn't get the sack, but he forced the guy to make a bad throw. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I felt like that, you know, he I thought he played really, really, really well. Mm-hmm. And, and But people are going to blast him because of the money and stuff like that. That's just the way it is. Oh, he, he didn't have 12 and a half sacks, you know, you know and all that. I, I No. 
it's the complete player that you're looking for right here. So yeah. be honest with you, if he can complete play and Randy Gregory can have all the sacks, I'd be totally okay with oh, that. Oh, yeah. I'd be totally okay with that. Oh, yeah. That's I, a DeMarcus Lawrence, yeah. I mean, a DeMarcus Ware and Greg Ellis type combination, right? Yeah. 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 It I, really I, would be. I would like to see Lawrence get some work. I'm a little bit worried about the first game being outdoors in Tampa. With mm. the heat and humidity, sure. you know, point, and yeah. I and I worry about wearing down in that game and not being in game shape. That's my only concern and about him not. Their getting quarterback it. is good. Yeah, <laughs> is he? Yes, he is. He is good. Well, the thing that helps them is they have they're going to have two weeks back in Dallas, and hopefully, yeah. hopefully, yeah. they spend a lot of that Outside. time outdoors, well, I, yeah. getting used to the humidity, getting I, used to the heat. Because out here, you're not getting no, that. no. This is a perfect place to ever practice football. Right. Grass field, it's somewhat grass, and then and then. <laughs> And then the outdoors, the conditions and stuff like yeah. that. Okay. Uh, more impressive, Maurice Kennedy or Malik Turner? Kennedy. Uh, Kennedy. Kennedy's Kennedy. really good. I mean, Turner, Turner's been, you know, a good player. And, and they're both very similar. They're going to help you on special teams. But if they can show a little bit of, of their own position to show, you know, that's not just a C.J. Goodwin that they're not going to really play out there. If he can play Kennedy, if he can play, so they're both good. But I go with Kennedy. He's made. He's he's actually stepping in as a starter. Yeah. On the in the slot, and he's getting a couple of picks. Yep. He's uh, getting his hands on the football, which Malik Turner's gotten some run with the starters too because yeah. of the. It was fourth and two into practice the other day. They true. ran sprint right option with Dak, and who did he throw the ball to on fourth yeah. and two? He looks. For, he didn't throw it to Ceedee Lamb. He no. threw it to Turner. He looks on the for, out. He looks for seventeen a lot. He does. Like his yeah. first, um, like his probably his best throw of camp to date was like day one. Yeah. Down the far sideline and found Turner on like a crossing hey, route. Is. Is Cedric Wilson safe to make this team? See, I mean, it yes. feels like we kind of well. Wow, that's okay. not even Derek thinks you're dumb yes. for even asking. Yes. See, that's where I, I kind of with you on this. I, no, I, he's not. He's not. Follow going the money. Anywhere. Follow the money. I mean, I would be more concerned about Noah Brown though, right? Noah Brown. It, I would be more concerned about him than Cedric Wilson. It depends on who Bones Fossil wants. Right. That's, that's true. That's going to be. True. That's going to be. But if you're following the money, Noah yeah. Brown's the guy you should be like. I don't know. Is he going to they tender? It? Is it $2 million tender for Wilson? Uh, like 2.1, I think, or maybe 1.9. Yeah, 1.9. yeah uh, it's, it's something like that. But, yeah, I, 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 to me, when, when we came out here, I was thinking, okay, do you carry six? Because scouts, front office, always likes to protect yeah. the draft. Yeah. We see Simi makes yeah. a catch. Yeah, Simi yeah, makes yeah. a catch. Yeah. Simi has that. I mean, Turner's done more things than Simi has. Yeah. So now you're starting to think, okay, they keep five or they keep six, mm-hmm. you know? All right, but then, which, and... The thing with Cedric is just he does so much. Like he's your fourth receiver. He's two for two throwing the ball last he, year. He sure was. <laughs> has a touchdown pass. He's he's one A on as a punt returner, and might even be depending on the situation. They'd probably send him out ahead of CD if it was like a situation where yeah. they're not looking for a return. Yeah, just catch it. Yeah. He's currently one of your starting flyers on punt uh, punt punt team. Like he's out there. So. They're expecting a lot of him, and just that versatility makes me think that he's probably safe. And look, no disrespect to Malik Turner. Eh, he looks great, but yeah. like, we do this every year. See, that's what I'm saying. The first thing I thought of was Lance Lenore. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, thought yeah, of right. La- I thought of Lance Lenore. Every, every receiver that's ever. But the thing about Turner, he started three games in the NFL in Seattle. I mean, yeah. he's made starts. He's Go a, all the way back to Jamaica Rector. <laughs> <laughs> you win pool one. He, he can do that now. He can do that. He can, he can go all the way back on you. Okay, uh, would you be okay with, with Basham and Armstrong as your backup defensive ends? I'm, I'm all right with that. As of now, yeah, I think so. What I other think. choice do I have? I mean, Bradley and I? Uh, yeah. 
He's been he's been injured. We're gonna get we're gonna get to Bradley and I. Oh yeah. Well, but you know list. this this coaching staff seems to have, and not only this coaching staff, even the last coaching staff. There's something about Dorrance Armstrong that they just kind of like, I think. And yeah. and I, coaching say, staff, yeah, coaching staff higher up the chain. Or Jerry well, Jones saying, "Hey, it's a one name Jerry. It's a one name Jerry can remember Armstrong. <laughs> you know, Armstrong look good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just I think that I think he's a guy that that." That they like a little bit, and I, honestly, I don't think he's disappointed on the field. I think yeah. he's played okay. Here I, I think camp. I think watching him play, I'm more comfortable with that. I was like, I was always really pushing hard for Bradley, and I, I wanted to see because I've seen his tape at Utah. I know Dave's watched his tape at Utah and stuff. I had a lot of hope for him. I really, really did. And but Armstrong has shown up. I mean, they've used him in a couple, whether it's right or left. I mean, they've run him on some twist games. Mm-hmm. He's able to get home. He's he was good. out in coverage one day. Yeah, he was like, at, exactly. Yeah. I mean, so you know, these guys, they, there's some comfort there. I mean, I've seen him you go know. against Collins and actually have some good reps. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm more comfortable with Basham and Armstrong than I was because I was searching who is going to be the backup defensive ends. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know the answer to this, but. There's an unhealthy dynamic between what we do with the draft show and when you come time for yeah. August because, you know, you study the draft. Bradley and I is a hell of a player. Yeah. Like, he's a senior bowl MVP. He was a big-time player in a major conference. But you follow the fifth round for a reason. It, yeah. it reminds me of Jabril Cox, you know, yeah. steal of the draft, played great at LSU, made this jump from North Dakota State. And, like, and then people get frustrated because they're like, well, you said he's amazing. Why isn't he out here doing stuff? I'm like, well, he's behind the 12th overall pick, the 18th, 19th overall pick from a few years ago, the $70 million man, and the pro bowler who came from Atlanta with Dan Quinn. Like, where where do you want him to go? What and do you want to do? he's playing against grown men. Right. Like, and it is, well, everybody it, here yeah. is good, right? Which, yeah. And it, like, I almost, like, you got to reset your expectations from the for the draft picks as soon as they're picked. You're like, we feel really good about this, but like now you're here and it doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. And, well, he, and that's why I say that because, and and you know maybe Bradley and I will show something. Especially you know he didn't have a chance to get into preseason games last year. Maybe he'll get out there and just wreck shop. But I think the expectation of people who follow the draft versus the reality, they just don't match up right now. Well, we talk about what a good pick it was. With Cox, you get a guy that can cover. We were worried about run defense. That was something coming into camp that I was going to yeah. keep my eye on. How could he play? Can he get off blocks? Can he shit? The problem I'm having with him, he's not even lining up on special teams. No, mm-hmm. he's, they're, he's not, not, they're, not, they're not putting him on the fr- He's a scout team cover guy. He's a scout team he's punt not, guy. He's not being given a lot of opportunities. Yeah, not at all. So. But that but, – that doesn't make him a bad pick. Not like, at all. It's hard no. to adjust to the NFL. No, no, but I was kind of hopeful that, that they would find a way to get him on the field. Yeah, more. that hasn't what, happened yet. Okay, speaking of getting on the field, of the guys without sponsors, you know, that's my thing, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You have to have a sponsor to make these teams sometimes. Tristan Hill, Reggie Robinson, Bradley, and I, who's in the biggest trouble of the mm. guys without sponsors? Of the three that you just – well. Why do you, why do why don't they have sponsors? Just because the coaching staff coaching, that was yeah yeah but yeah, I mean yeah. Will Will and his guys are all still well, here. Usually the coaches are the ones that'll step up. A scout will even tell you the scouts say, "Listen, it doesn't matter if we're here." I think it, Tristan we're, we're, Hill has some sponsors. I do. I feel like I've heard his name a lot. That that the people try to tell me how great he played. Last well, he was year, a Marinelli guy. Remember was, that whole thing? Yeah, I thought he played. Solid last year. He was coming on. He, a little he looked bit. like he was. Looked the like light was, was turning on. on a little bit. Um, but I mean, he's going to be probably on pop. That's I mean, so. I was about. So first of all, I agree with you. Just from being around, I think the interior perception of Tristan is different than the exterior yeah. perception. But 
and this sucks for Tristan, but maybe he's in a situation where he won't be ready anyway, and so it's not even, you know, maybe yeah. you stash him on a list when the season starts. I'm not, he seems like he's still got some work to do before he's ready to play, so that that might be. Well, Robertson's play. the one guy that's played. Has Robertson shown you anything? Yeah, that was the one I was going to say. That, to me, is the where, I think that's the answer to your question. Sure. Because he's been out there. And I really haven't seen much good. There, there have been plays where I've seen him. He's the guy that's that's clapping after the play. Uh, but I, <laughs> in a corner back group where you got a lot of competition right now and a lot of guys who are making splash plays, he's not one of them. So I think right now, if I had to pick one of those three, I would say it would be him because I just haven't seen him do anything that a lot of the other guys this position are doing. I think the same applies to to Anai, and I agree with you about Reggie. I think the same applies to Anai for the yeah. same reason Brian just like I think. Dorrance Armstrong and Terrell Basham are going to be on this team. Right. And obviously so are Randy and Tank. And now, so that's four right there. How many are you going to keep? And don't forget about Chauncey Golston. They're not cutting a third-round pick. I don't care what he does out here. They're not going to cut him. You know, Reggie Robinson, Bradley, and I, they've played as many preseason games as we have. You know, so they they, want them to kind of see that they haven't gotten that opportunity. They're going to. They're going to get out there. So that's which, but, but how many spe- for Robinson? How many special teams players can you keep that are kind of special teams? I think Goodwin's making it. Right. Yeah. Kennedy's probably making it too. You know, yeah. and, and then Noah Brown on that side or or uh, Turner. So it's such many, a so, sorry. No. It's it's such a relief to know we have these games though. As like yeah. last year, this would not. This is not a premature conversation last year because this is just all we have to go on. But right. To go back to Lance Lenore, you know, he was. He was the stud of camp for like two years running, and then until they put him in back there and against the Rams, trying to field punch, right? they put him in a game. Yeah. Period. And yeah. so our opinions are going to drastically change yep. from Canton, from Phoenix, oh, and hopefully for the better, but maybe for the all worse. All it takes is one sack by Bradley and I. Absolutely, just screaming off the edge, just you know, just bury some quarterback, and we'll be in here Monday and be like, so a nice. Yeah, you guys are on here. I'll be somewhere yeah. else. Yeah, <laughs> he's on the team. Right? Brad Sham brought up George Selvey the other day, like he made the team because of what he did in the Hall of Fame game. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was eight years ago, but that stuff matters. Selvey. All right, we are going to take our final break. When we come back, uh, I want to get some opinions from you guys, particularly, Brian, uh, before you head out of training camp. We're going to go through the positions, and I'm going to have these guys give you a little bit of a position update, some things that they may have learned about the positions in the practices that have happened so far, or maybe some things that have kind of heightened their their level of alertness uh, to particular positions. We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. 
you deserve decadent flavor without sugar and a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere and a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to the break. Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys at AT AT&T Stadium this season. A limited number of single games, standing room only tickets are on sale now. Get yours today at DallasCowboys.com slash tickets. Welcome back. Final segment of The Break Live from Oxnard, California. We're talking Cowboys football. we got our guy Brian Broaddus here with us uh, this morning. We are going to, here in the last segment, uh, give you guys kind of a general overview of what these guys have seen. And we're going to break it down by positions. And really where I want you to focus here is I'm going to give you a position or a group. And I want you guys to tell me something you think you've learned about that group that you didn't know coming in or something that you've kind of just noticed that's starting to pique your interest in a particular player or a position group. Uh, let's start first with running backs and fullbacks. Brian, you up. Yeah, I think the thing is that they're trying to find ways to incorporate more of Tony Pollard onto the field, and I think that's a good thing. And and it's, it's not something that happens all the time, but it's just not the normal, okay, go in there and spell Zeke. It's like, it's like Zeke on the field, Pollard, whether it's split, slot, I mean, backfield, they're trying to find ways. This team's done a really good job. I felt like the screen passes that they've run, mm-hmm. they've been able to kind of shake him loose and Zeke loose a couple of different times. This coach has a history of playing with a fullback, which is interesting. You know, He doesn't have a John Kuhn or somebody like mm-hmm. that here that, that he's had in the past. But I'm interested to see if, in fact, they do try and carry one or find one to bring in. But I, I do like what I've seen with the two running backs and how they've been able to incorporate both those guys. McCarthy actually had a really interesting quote yesterday. He was asked about keeping a fullback, yeah. and he talked a lot about how much more they want to run a two-back offense this year. And he was talking about it in the context of having a fullback, but I was just thinking about Pollard the whole time he was talking because I think that's, that's one of the most important challenges for this coaching staff this year is to find ways to have him be a bigger part of this thing because he needs to be. And, I mean, you know, I know Zeke's going to be the bell cow, and he should be. I'm looking at Pollard's snap counts from last year, and other than the game that Zeke didn't play, it hovered between, like, 22 and 33%. And that's yeah, that, not, that's, that's not enough. That's got to be that's got to be more. And yeah. so that's I think that's that's like line one for Kellen Moore, honestly. Because like we, I mean, Amari and Lamb and Gal, like all those guys are going to be out there. But you got to find a way to use that more often. As the, you got nine guys that are going to be out there a lot. A five a five uh, linemen, Dak, Zeke, uh, and then I would say CD and, and Cooper. So that's nine. What do they do with those other spots? You know, what what, what are they going to do with? Is it Two tight ends? Is it one tight end and Gallup? It's a, is it Gallup and, and Pollard? Is it a fullback? That's the the key. Schultz in, in, in that in that mix too. So um, you know, I don't know if that really answers your question, but I do think that that's that's going to be the key. Is where do they feel like they can they can run the ball the most or or just move the offense? You know, he said he wants 30, 30 plus rushes a game. Well, you know, 
that's really on Kellen Moore in this offense. They've struggled out of the gate. You, the best way to get a lead is to score in the first half. When you struggle early, then then you're you're you know you're you're always playing and scrambling from behind. So I think pre- preparation from Wednesday to Saturday needs to be better. That starts with Kellen Moore. That starts with the offense. They've got to be better to get leads early in the game so they can run the ball. Yeah, going to your point about who they're going to put out there. I think it's going to vary by the game. They talked yeah. a lot about there in the, that opening press conference. They want to play matchup football, and so every week they want to be able to go in and say where can we get our best matchup. So there may be some weeks where twelve personnel is their is their great matchup for that week. There are other weeks that they can use Tony Pollard a lot. So I think it'll vary from week to week, and you'll see a different guy kind of stepping into a, an X-Factor role, if you want to put it like that, each week. Oh, I hope you're right. I hope it's. I hope you're right. I hope it changes every week, and it's not just we do what we do. Well, that's the way they're talking. We'll see if it actually turns out like that. All right, let's move on to the wide receiver. I'm going to say wide receiver slash tight end. Give me something that you've either noticed or something that you're, you know, that you, you think you've learned about that position group. Nick, let's start with you. Uh, I mentioned receivers earlier as a, as a as a spot that I thought that they've got some depth. They're going to have some good uh, decisions to make. We we know when the preseason game somebody's going to you know catch our eye a little bit more. I'm anxious to see some of those guys at the back end. They're going to get to play. Um, uh, Mitchell uh, Osiris Mitchell fourteen um, eighty Brandon Smith. I, I'd like to just see see those guys. I think they've got something as Dave will point out, and he's not wrong. We see this every year. There's always going to be a guy or two like that. But uh, but I am anxious to see because they they went with a theme when they signed these free agents. It's like um, you played basketball at some point in your life. You can definitely dunk an alley oop. They got big, tall, strong guys, and so that's the targets they're looking for. Let's see how they play in games. Right. Yeah, I think I'm going to focus on the tight end aspect. They've got three guys I think that are all downfield players, and including McKeon in there. You know, who is going to be the blocker of this group? If there is a commitment to trying to run the football and trying to have that surface I'm talking about and trying to be point of attack. Yeah, exactly. Sprinkle. Sprinkle. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. He does not look good. See, that's no, what I'm saying. That, 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 that's, Relative to those other two. Who yeah. is that guy? I think they've got guys that are, that are catchers. I don't think they have any blockers. And so, you know, they got it 13 personnel. Yes, they put three tight ends out there and still got knocked back. You know, you can't have that. And so if there's a commitment there, either they're going to have to work the waiver wire, claim a guy, whatever. But, man, they do not have any blockers currently on this team that play tight end. There's an answer there. Just don't run 13 personnel. It sucks. It's bad. It's the worst personnel grouping in the in football. So don't do it. Um, I'm going to give some love to the Michigan man. How about Sean McCune? Like I mean, and Schultz and Jarwin have looked good, but so has he. He made yeah. the, he made the catch of the day yesterday, one-handed diving catch. They use him a lot, you know, the the Dak waggle rollout and just kind of chuck it to the tight end coming across the flat, slow he, block the edge, and he's yeah, been doing yeah, a lot of that. Yeah. Um, he made the team as an undrafted free agent last year. I I think he's going to make it again, which I guess I didn't think was a given when I got here, but he he sure looks like he belongs on the roster you know, to me. Now, 13 personnel, like, really, it pisses me off when they do that because they just put the tight ends in there. It's like, okay. It's like you're I, just, you're you're like, yeah, let's get watch, in a phone booth. We I don't want to play UFC. in a phone booth. I don't, you guys watch UFC a nah, lot? Not no, really. not really. Not, no. I don't really watch it that much either, but I know this. <laughs> I know this. But I'm going to make you a got, point. Well, you got strikers. Yeah. No, I mean, I've seen it enough to know you got strikers. You got guys that get on the mat and wrestle. If that's not your thing, if you're not really a good wrestler, then don't get on the mat because yeah. somebody's going to beat you. And that's what they do. They say, we're going to bunch everything in and go big on big. But guess what? Our three tight ends are short. 
Schultz, McEwen, and Jarvin, and they're not big. Yeah. So they get pushed back. Yeah. Why don't we spread them out and go, You, could, I could lob it up to CD. we all seen the video of what CD can do. Yeah. Cooper can do this. We can spread it out, or we can run our quarterback up the middle. Yeah, to your point, though, Nick, if you're going to put a tight end out there that can't block, go ahead and put Pollard out there. Right. And just and open it up that way. This yep. team should be, like, make the defense go small. Yeah. Stop enough of this i it drives me crazy that nfl teams refuse to run 10 personnel honestly get four receivers out there make the defense go tiny to handle all of them then give the ball to zeke and watch him bulldoze the cornerbacks that are trying to tackle him like i don't know this doesn't seem complicated it to doesn't. me to me especially but, if you well, guys says, yeah. says tiny jim <laughs> exactly you heard it here first <laughs> all right let's move on offensive line dave oh shoot offensive line offensive line um, They're the guys in front. Thank you. Five yes. Guys yeah. <laughs> um, I've been. I was. I was bullish on on the tackles being healthy all year. So like, I feel. I feel good that they are. I know Tyron's sitting out right now, but I don't care about that yet. Yet <laughs> being the operative word. Um, I guess just you know, I, me and Nick both have been beating the drum all spring of like, they, what? Why don't they have any other centers? What the hell's going on? And so it's been interesting to watch Connor cross-train there. I know Brian's trying to fire Biotish already like a week into camp. He wants Connor playing center. I'm not ready to go there yet, but I do think, you know, he looks natural at it for a guy yeah. that had never done it until yeah. maybe two months ago. So uh, I'm not ready to say that's a position battle, but I, I feel like by the time we get to the season, I, I feel like that's – it's nice to know he can do that. I'm kind of waiting for all five of these offensive linemen to play together. Have we had a practice? <laughs> I mean, I know initially we the the yeah, like the, the, first, the first the first two or three, and then all of a sudden it became and veteran day, and then no, not a yeah, exactly. It was all Zach's you know, kind doing of, his thing, exactly. Tyron's so that, they're, they're, but I, I will say this: I think they're in the same spot they were last year as far as those backups. If they have to play with those guys, they're in trouble. I'm just going to be honest with you here. I don't think Tight and Sicky can play as a swing tackle. I really don't. I think he's too slow-footed, you know, and that's where it's going to happen. Maybe it's going to be, oh, we're going to have to kick Zach Martin over or, oh, we're going to have to kick Connor Williams out or, oh, we're going to have to do something else. But, man, they talk about the whole thing with steel and the weight room and improvement. You could have fooled me, you know, really. You could have fooled me. And, you know, but that's I, – I was, I was expecting that him and Knight, you know, an off season. you know, hey, we're not, we're not closing down the weight room anymore. Get in there, you know, and maybe they have. They keep talking about they got in there, and then you watch. It's not translating all the little awards that we're getting for being strongmen in the weight room. is not translating to how we're playing on the practice field right now. I don't disagree with that. I yeah. About to tell you how I thought Steel looks pretty good, actually on the right yeah. side. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I saw a couple plays, um, but I I just feel like man, I'm I'm excited about that they actually kept playing them. You know, it's it's one of those things that we didn't like it necessarily at the time, but because they did and it got them a high draft pick, not just because of him, but they kept playing that you know that mindset, and they lo- they lost games. They got a high draft pick, and they got Parsons and all that stuff. And now you're sitting with a, with a guy that may be a swing tackle, maybe, and he's got 15 or 16 game, 15 games under his belt. We'll see what he does in the pre, in the um, preseason. But you know, he he was a guy that played okay at times, but when he had bad moments, like Dak got hurt and you know got hit and fumbled, yeah. or they lost the game against the Rams, or they had a fumble change the game against the Browns. So he can't have those. I'm going to do my broadest impression real quick. i ask you a question. Has Steele played on the left side at all at this camp? 
I have not seen him on the left side. Which is interesting, and neither have I. It's not swingy. It's not very swingy, is it? No, and and they've (laughs) also, and what they've done is they've also kicked Knight in playing more guard. Yeah, Yeah, I've seen a lot of that. You talk to the guys in the front office, they think Knight's a better guard, but O'Diggy, the two sacks he's had have been against Knight on the swim move right through the middle of the pocket. Mm. So, I, you know, I just feel like they're kind of in the same shape. Where's I, my governor in all this? Well, and I, and I was kind of had some hope about Ball. I had some hope about Ball, oh, yeah. and I haven't seen anything from Ball that Not makes, good. makes no. me. But he's going to play in all these preseason games. He's yeah. going he's gonna to get a letter jacket playing this preseason. God, you're <laughs> such a jerk. <laughs> I do think uh, he is. I do think McGovern. I, mean, I think McGovern's looked pretty good out I there. I think McGovern has looked fine. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't have, I'm, I'm trying to say if they have to play with no, one of I, these tackles. I, I yeah. hear you. But, but Lyle Collins has had some problems too now in yeah. in in, in, a, in a way that I'm like you know is it rust it, he looks lighter he's moving but man give the defensive ends some credit for the way they've kind of come after these sure. guys yep. defensive line Nick oh um a lot of questions there at the tackle position um you know they just got a lot of numbers we didn't know going in uh we've kept our eye on Bohanna you have Bohanna going to Canton next week and staying yeah, in Canton. They're yeah. going to make um, us bust next week, from what I understand. But, yeah. but I have the scouts been, agree with you, by the way. I'm They're just saying. The I, tape. I, <laughs> I think Dan Dan Quinn said when they drafted him, he's going to play right here and maybe right here. Uh, you know, just right over the center. I don't think that's been the case. No, I think they they've been able to move him yeah. like a tackle yeah. a little because bit. he moves really he well. Does, well does say, one of those dude. one of those screens I was talking about yeah. that they've been running pretty well. It's like they went full flow to his right and they tried to sneak Zeke the other way and he's like, uh, uh-uh. gets rid of Biotish and goes and gets Zeke in the backfield yeah. right there. And that's well, you know, to be fair to Dan Quinn, I think our our man has lost like thirty five right, pounds right. since draft yeah. night. So like has, on tape, has. you yeah. don't see on tape this guy. You see a three hundred and fifty pound guy going up and dominating Vanderbilt's middle of the line, but <laughs> be, or because that's where he did he did like all his highlights. Well, he wasn't just. You know, going back there against Alabama and whatever. I mean, he well, was—he was, he, he got Jamin Davis, who the the football team took it in the first round. That linebacker from Kentucky is really good. I mean, he got him drafted because he was yeah. able to free run mm-hmm. and make a lot of plays. Mm-hmm. Joseph, maybe. Mm-hmm. Now the, and the corner, like I, I don't. The cornerbacks have looked fine, and they've obviously like they've gotten their hands on a lot of balls. Like I'm not ready to make this leap that I think that they look amazing yet. But Are we talking about cornerbacks. Are we talking about defensive no, line. Well, that, I'm bringing it back to the first segment oh, when okay. Derek said the okay. corner. Cornerbacks I thought you were just so kind of taking no, 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 a show no, no, like no. I would, but I'm so like <laughs> I just I've seen uh, like there's I've I've seen basically everybody along that front do something encouraging. Bohana looks yeah. amazing, might be a stretch, but Bohana looks really good. He's gonna be a starter. No, not no, he's not because uh, if you're just looking, where's your boy Urban? That's what I want to know. Where's you know, your boy Urban? I'll comment has, about that. He hasn't. Which I mean, he's made some plays, but I yeah. will say it's honestly it's the yeah. guy that we all wrote off the minute he got here. That's been doing most of that is Carlos Watkins. Yeah. Right. Everybody Shout was like, this, "This bum well, from Houston, he'll get cut." And he's the he's the starting one tech right now. The pro guys had a bad year last year. Year before, they did a great job with the Quinn trade and all that. Made that work. They had a bad. That bad evaluation period last year. All those defensive linemen they brought in were all busts, mm-hmm. you know. And so, you know, yeah, if they can with Basham, you know, uh, Urban, those guys. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm still waiting. I thought when the pads came on that Urban would be more 
he's he's you know he's knocked down a couple passes yeah. and stuff like that. But I thought he would be more of a powerful guy. But it has been. I'll tell you, Neville Gallimore oh, yeah. has been a yeah. guy that all of a sudden you talk about a guy that the light bulb has kind of come on mm-hmm. for him. The, the body looks good. The mobility looks good. The way he's getting up the field, he's been hard to block. You know, you guys, he gets guys on their heels. Mm-hmm. I think that's been a real positive sign there. It makes me nervous because he wears the same number as Malik. And I, I mean, I'm not. Oh no, I, I have that. I have visions of of of, of Malik. Every, I have visions of Malik Collins like kind of going well against Frederick, and then going well against Martin, and then you learn that Frederick is not all there, you know, yeah, kind of a thing. Right. And so yeah, that, just, that part of it's tough. Every year I came out here and thought Malik was about to be a Pro Bowler, but that's. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how that Neville looks. Oh, Freaking awesome! I hope it actually translates for him. Linebacker, our favorite position. Uh, Mike. Mike is a stud. I was. I was. We were both down on the pick. I think me and Brian both probably would have yeah. taken Rashawn Slater. Yeah. Is it? Uh, look, I, I agree. Positional with you. I value. Ta- yeah, I would have taken Rashawn Slater, but I wasn't down on the pick because I thought he could be a good player. Do you guys agree with that? Well, I like no. Slater, and then Bolton was available. The Missouri okay. linebacker was available in that second round, and I was yeah. kind of thinking, oh wow, there. you could have got that guy, and then a, a, a shorter linebacker that could tackle and run. Yeah. That seemed see. like to me that was a kind of a Dan Quinn fit. Mister Four Seven from Missouri can't do what Mike is doing out here. There's yet. no question. No doubt. It, he, he's making. A, He's making me look bad for not being I thought more. He was a super talented guy, but I'm just like, is this too high for an off-ball linebacker? But that's what makes him so exciting is he's not an off-ball linebacker. He's doing a lot of other stuff, too. Versatile. Yeah. Um, I, his, GPS, his GPS stuff is off the charts, I'm sure. When they go back and they're like, okay, who's got the highest movement and all that? It's, it's him. Every day, there's corners that run a lot, and receivers that run a lot. I guarantee he's his is right, almost off the charts. And the funny thing too, I was talking about this at practice with somebody yesterday. He, I mean, all these guys are huge and impressive and incredibly good athletes, but like he doesn't look like Superman. You know, like Leighton and Jalen look like action figures. They're like, oh, just, I mean. We say this all the time, like if Jalen's first guy off the bus, especially when he's in uniform with the chrome visor and the sweatpants, he's first guy off the bus. Micah doesn't look that physically impressive compared to those guys, but he sure as hell moves impressive, like way more impressive than anybody else. And it makes me wonder... Put this dude in a weight program <laughs> next year. Nick, you said that. Yeah. Like, Imagine what he's going to look God, like this time gonna next year. He's going to show up yeah. looking terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, I think you did say that a couple shows. <laughs> well, he, ago. I tell you, one time I was watching the one-on-one pass rusher two versus two, and he dropped down and took a rep as a defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went, what? He's, oh, he's okay. Blitzing the a gap. <laughs> okay. He's rushing around the yeah. Like, All he's, right. He's impressive. Very impressive. Nick, linebacker. Um, I haven't seen Jalen Smith make a play. Mm. I haven't. You guys have maybe seen more yeah. plays. I haven't seen him really go out and go, wow, okay, that was a good play. I, I see him in coverage a little bit. I see him high-fiving people. I see him kind of there. Right. But I don't necessarily see the the play, you know. And now I get it. He is a physical player when he wants to be. Uh, when he wants to go downhill and hit people, he can. And we haven't got to see that. So, you know, you might see a little bit more physicality. And I think Dan Quinn's going to get him in position. But, um you know, I, I I'm trying to talk good about him. I, I think I think we, we we kind of decided, hey, let's let's just let things play out. We don't need to trash this guy. Kill him every day. But he's just not making a lot of plays. He's not. He and he doesn't help himself with some of the things he says. It's just it's it's tough. You you 
want to kind of look for the good stuff, and I just haven't really seen any. Yeah, I think Nick's on to something. I think Dan Quinn's going to figure out he's going to be part of what they're doing. But what happens when you watch him play, especially in coverage, he immediately has to grab. He immediately has to tackle to slow the, the receiver up so he can put himself in position. I think they're going to look at that in tape. They're going to say, okay, we can't put him on the field in coverage situations. I think when it's talked about down, down and distance stuff, that he probably won't be on the field very much. I think there'll be some things they have him in the rotation, but overall I think they're saying, hey, a little bit of a liability in coverage. We need to keep Parsons on the field. We need to keep Van Der Esch. Those guys have been outstanding. As we talk about all-around players, both those guys. First and ten, though. First and ten the first time the Bucks take the field. <laughs> will he be on the field? I think I don't will. care if he comes off immediately yeah. after. Well, it depends on if the Bucks go 11 personnel and try and spread you out kind of a thing. I need Which it. they will. No, I need them to go heavy and give it to Leonard. If, they, if they go heavy, then, then yeah, he'll be on the field. Right. There's, there's a little bit going on here. We got just dinner just riding on But no. it's not going to matter because... The place is eating Tampa, by the way. <laughs> because NBC, when they are on the field, you know... And even if it's, it'll probably be a second or third down there, let's look at that Cowboys defense, and he's yeah. going to be like, smooth, Notre Dame, whatever. <laughs> and it's gonna... That's a good point. Yeah. What, no, I, he just needs to have the little star next to his name on pro football reference when the game's over. As the starter. That's all that That's matters. That's all you mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if he gets three snaps. But... He, he could play one as long as it's the first one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Let's go on real quick. No, 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 no. Keep going. Real quick, uh, the end, before we end the show, let's get to secondary. Give me something you've uh, noticed about the secondary or something you've learned about the secondary. Um, I mean, which, you know, he's, he's, he is now in a battle with Malik Hooker and maybe they brought him in because they're not impressed on tape, you know, tape and what we see at field levels, totally different, but I'm amazed by DeMonte Casey, just, just being out there again, like we said that in the spring, just being as ready to go as he is. And like, you know, it doesn't seem like he's on a veteran schedule. He's not taking off days. He's doing everything. And by the way, He's making plays. He picked six Dak the other day. He had another pick against Gilbert yesterday. Uh, and it's fun because we get to watch from the end zone, and you can kind of watch. You know, if you go back and watch these videos we take from practice, you can see KZ identify what's going on, make the read, step in front of the ball. Um, so that's exciting. I, like, I had no expectations for that guy whatsoever. I think they gave him $100,000 guaranteed. That's nothing. nothing. Yeah. That is we don't, yeah, let's give it a shot, and if it doesn't work out, nobody cares. But, like, he, he looks good out there. And I, I, I didn't think that might be the case. Nick? I think when you look at cornerback, it's the one position that you can say, I mean, and it goes pretty deep, but you can say this, these guys will be on the 53 if they're healthy, you know, one to seven. I think it's pretty easy to go seven corners. Now, I know they're going to be kind of special teams guys, but – you know, Anthony Brown, Jordan Lewis, and, and um, Diggs. And then you've got the two draft picks. And I think they're both going to make it yep. with Joseph and, and Deshaun right. Wright. And then Kennedy and C.J. Goodwin are corners, but they're also going to be special teams guys. Kennedy's showing he can be more than that. Mm-hmm. What about a guy like guy. Deontay Burton? He's been out there a lot. They've been playing him a lot. I know. I just he don't made plays in the OTAs and mini camps. I haven't noticed yeah. him as much in in these practices and stuff like that. I think Nick's you guys I are on something seven. about the seven. That means you're going to have to go light somewhere else. Yeah. Can you go light at linebacker? Can you go light at defensive line? Can you go light? I mean, you're going to probably light at quarterback. Yeah. They'll probably keep two. But if you're going to keep that extra special teams, if Bones Fossil is going to get his three core special teams guys to go along with the three guys that he's got already: the snapper, the kicker, and the punter. 
yeah, you're going to have to find another spot for someone to take to be able to get one of those guys on. Breaking, like, the secondary gives me anxiety, just, like, mm-hmm. trying to figure out what to do with that. But that's a good playing problem better, to have, though, though, right? They had, but they have been playing better. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking that, and I talked about the safety being a mess position. Even, you know, even they, they, Thompson had an interception of an overthrow. He did. So, you know, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to see Hooker because I think Hooker and Wilson, what I know about Malik Hooker playing in college – and I'm just I'm praying that comes back to mm-hmm. that guy. That's a guy that plays with Rain. He was one of the best defensive players I scouted in that draft. I'm hoping Boy. his health is okay and he can play with that range, play in the middle, play off the hash, help some of the coverage, walk down and cover in the slot if he has to. Those are all things you need him to do. Talk about wearing that 28. Maybe. That's just that, maybe. Ooh, ooh. Actually, this is a conversation. He, oh, I, I did have a conversation a little bit with Darren. Yeah. As I texted him, and he like five days later responded, but I texted him the picture of 28 and I was like I'm not okay with this nobody he, is he finally <laughs> he, he texted me back and he was like it's typical Darren Woodson only cares about really one thing yeah he's like haha can he play yeah <laughs> right that's yeah. it I don't care right. he can wear my number he doesn't know it but can, can he play he play right yep. hey I we time will tell uh, yeah he needs to stay healthy but like he is capable of living up to it if, absolutely which is they used to. They've been giving that number out to scrubs for the last few years. At least Malik <laughs> Hooker's got some pedigree. Yeah, he sure does. Yeah. True. Wait. So real quick, I know we got to end the show. Do you? Th- I was talking about this with somebody yesterday. Do you think Casey and Hooker can both make this team? Doesn't that seem kind of redundant to you? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you if if Casey, it's funny to me because Casey's so small, but he could probably play a better, be a better, maybe a cover guy or something. But I don't I don't think so. I, I mean, they're both I, they're both going to be the free. They, I they can't yeah, play strong. I don't. They, I don't. They're not yeah. going to play a ton of special teams. The, the reason why I think Casey looks so good is cuz he knows what Dan Quinn's going to call. When Dan Quinn yeah. makes a call, he totally understands. Everybody else has to think. He doesn't have to think. But, but I also think you got to remember, Dave. Like the the reason why Hooker's out there is because injuries have all have been an issue yeah, for him. Sure. So so if you do, no, no, I, I, I think yeah. I think if this team is, I think I don't think they can be short sighted and say, well, if Hooker looks good, we're good. Yeah, I think they got to say we got to make sure we got a good. So, as good a quality as we can get as a backup, yeah. right? I'm not. I'm not trying to hand the job to anybody. I just think okay, we just had this conversation about you don't know where these roster spots are going to come from, and they're kind of the same player. Yeah. Like, like, and yeah. they they have a they it's specialized. Like you're not going to get a ton of special yeah. team snaps out of them. They can't. They're not going to play strong. It's not going to. We cost bring up KZ's play against Zeke all the time. Yeah. Like yeah. he's not going to play strong. Yeah. So it's not going to hurt them to cut KZ if they have to money wise. Sure. Yeah. And they might have to play Wilson on special teams a little bit more. You know, he's kind of a starter, but yeah, I think he can play it. Yeah. He can do that. Yeah. All right. I do want to ask one thing before we get going here. Um, just with, do, with we got two no, hours to no, no, I, I got to get going myself. I, yeah. I want to <laughs> Brian, I don't think we really mentioned it when we start the show. Just kind of tell tell the fans kind of, kind of where, where you are now, what you're doing, yeah. where they can find you. Yeah, I'm at, uh, I'm, I'm at 105.3, the fan, and uh, we're the radio partner with the team. So um, really fortunate that way to get to come around and do stuff. Um, really excited about working with Brad Champ too, doing the preseason mm-hmm. games as well. I'll be on with the Arizona, excited about that, yeah. The Jacks, uh, Houston, Jacksonville games. Uh, Babe and Brad had the call, but yeah, you can listen to us. Um, you know, I'm on two to seven Central every day. We have an app called the Odyssey app. We're owned by yep. Odyssey, and yep. you can go back. You, if you you know want to come back and listen to us, uh, we did three live mics. We were on the field. We were doing a lot of oh, stuff. Yeah. So yeah, but we're we're the we're the official station of the Cowboys. So uh, give us a listen. We and love the show it. is. 
G Bag Nation, two to seven every day. Yeah. Yeah. Really good show. Thank yeah. you. And uh, we appreciate you joining us, Brian. Yeah. Thank Hell you for yeah. having it's me back, guys. Always good to have you come through. And maybe we'll we'll do it sometime later this year. We'll get you back on. I will do that. And good luck to Bennett Broadus. He's been running around the camps here for years. He's going to be a starting quarterback. Here we go. We'll see how it all goes. Here we go. All right, guys. We appreciate you joining us. We'll be back on Sunday. Till then, for Nick Geatman, Dave Hellman, Brian Broadus, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!